Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. Today's episode is brought to you by obscured the pursuit of of Radical Self-Acceptance, my second book. Go check it out at obscuredbook.com for more. You can pick up a copy of Obscured, Safety Sucks. You can tune into the new latest and greatest podcast that we have. Really, I guess I'll say effing, effing scary stories, really effing scary stories, all over at Pale Horse Media Co. Head over to palehorsemediaco.com, that's P-A-L-E, horsemediaco.com, for publishing, indie books, podcasts, and more. Hello, howdy, hi everybody, Sam Goodman. The Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. Before we get too much farther into this here thing, do me a favor, head over and check us out on all things social media at the Hop Nerd, except for Twitter, because it is super duper special. It is the Hop Nerd One. Head over to www.thehopnerd.com, hopuniversity.org, palehorsemedia.co for all things us, all things that we have going on at any particular time. You can also head over to sugoodman.com if you want to uh, check out some of the stuff that I have going on kind of on the grand scheme of things. Um, But if you want stuff around the podcast, again, www.thehopnerd.com. Also, you know, all the other stuff that I do around human and organizational performance, you can find that there. If you're looking for on-demand or in-person human and organizational performance, training, coaching, consulting, all of that stuff, uh, public speaking, you can head over to hopuniversity.org and then palehorsemedia.co. Obviously, all things media, all things books, all things indie publishing, and more. So make sure you check that out. We have all kinds of amazing, cool stuff going on all over the place. I'm going to shut up because today is super cool. I'm bringing you something a little different. We did an awesome live event with Pedro from the X Factor of Safety. We also had Dr. J. Allen jump on, and it was a lot of fun. He was, I guess, kind of our surprise mystery guest. Nobody knew. It was awesome. I loved it. It was super cool, so you'll get to hear a little bit of that as well. But it's amazing. It's around our creative approaches to podcasting. We cover some of the equipment stuff. We cover our approaches. We cover our thoughts on how you get guests. We talked about a little bit of everything. So if you want to uh, 
kind of nerd out behind the scenes stuff, or you want to learn how to uh, start your own podcast or any of that kind of stuff, this is probably a really cool place to start. So that's all I've got. Let's jump right in. I, I want to start with this uh, and just say welcome to everybody. And I think we we'll probably have some more kind of pop on here as we kind of go, um, but we won't, we won't hold off. We'll just, we'll get to rolling. Um, yeah. And I want to start by this because me, me, me and you were talking kind of before we started and I was just talking about how awesome uh, your live streams are, how much I'm actually, you know, I'm really enjoying these kind of live streams you've had kind of going. Um, and so first off, I'm going to kind of turn the tables here a little bit and I guess kind of interview you a little bit yeah, and fine. say, first off, how do you get approved for, for LinkedIn live? Because they hate me. They will, I've, I've tried this like 14 times and they're like, pass. Wow. Really? <laughs> and number, and number two, and number two, um, what kind of drove you to live streaming and how's that process kind of started and evolved? Cause it's, you've really kind of started to, and not kind of, uh, you've really started to master that process. It's been really cool to watch how, um, I guess legit is the right word to use. <laughs> how legit these have gotten, how professional they look. They've, they've been really good, man. So what's that, what's that been like? Well, first off to get, get LinkedIn live. It was by the grace of God that I got that I applied at the beginning of the year when I really, you know, started the podcast, uh, hard and heavy. I got it. Uh, I, I applied and seen, Hey, let me see if I'd be able to do it. Cause I seen all the live streams that were going on in the beginning of January. Um, and then after that, I did it again about, you know, two and a half months ago and did it, did another application second time around, put, I was going to stream every day, uh, put, I was a host of a podcast already that I was going to bring value that I was going to engage. And sure enough, they ended up giving it to me in uh, the first real live stream was the, I think the, um, the one that I had with um, Jared Tomasi and Pat Welsh and you know, that, that power, that power hour, the servant leadership power hour that we had. And yeah. Um, and the way it's evolved now, and again, I'm not, no, I'm not a pro yet. Um, I, I'm learning. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to set up the live stream um, and really LinkedIn live, getting the LinkedIn live drove me to, start live streaming <laughs> if that i yeah. mean that it, you gotta you gotta if you get get it you want to make sure you keep it um so that drove me to to live streaming and then obviously learning youtube videos i've evolved and continue to evolve because i'm in a hotel room right now um yeah. for work being away and i can still live stream and be able to connect with the community that's awesome man that's awesome. That's gotta be uh, that's gotta be quite an undertaking, right? Kind of doing uh, doing the hotel life, right? Because um, I grew up. I mean, I, I I cut my teeth in that space. That's where I, I I've done that, man. I had hotel rooms that I that I technically I guess rented longer than apartments. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> so that's gotta be interesting to to kind of manage the the live streams, the podcasts, the everything else you know it's kind of all from all from that as a base huh yeah no it it it, it, when i come in and check into a hotel once i pack everything i keep everything in one of those sterilite tubs um i try to consolidate as much as i can but i keep you know my microphone cables everything inside that tote now i got you know my you're talking about the board the roadcaster pro 
that'll be in there and it's you know one-stop shop in there and that's my mobile podcasting studio wherever i am right um right the biggest thing for me in regards to that is the screen the extra screen because you got to have a dual screen um you know obviously most hotels have hd tvs Mm -hmm. run an hd cord to the tv and then you have a bigger screen which is great but i i like to since i drive everywhere I actually carry my own 24 inch monitor. Nice. Nice, man. So, so you started, uh, you started down the equipment path. So now I got to ask, um, <laughs> podcaster to podcaster. What's, what's your, what's your rig look like? I know you mentioned some of the pieces there, but that's like a thing. So I didn't realize that was like a thing, but like, uh, people, it's like kind of show and tell, like they're like, there's whole forums on just like podcast oh, yeah. rigs and people like taking pictures and sharing. Yeah. like there's like whole there's whole, like whole reddits like dedicated to podcast yeah. rigs. no and so <laughs> for for my podcast rig and i put something out on instagram you know on my mobile podcasting studio but i have you know the the road podcast mic um i have the roadcaster pro now i was using the the scarlet interface um, I have a Logitech HD camera from Walmart and I have a $26 ring light behind it to light up the green screen that's behind me. Nice. So that way you don't see the messy hotel room. You see, <laughs> you see that way you don't have to tidy up before every time you go live, you just exactly just stuff everything behind the green screen, <laughs> you know, and then sometimes you can see in the live streams, like, like I'm trying to sit up straight. I'm trying not to move because if I move, you can see the screen behind me start to move. And that, <laughs> right. that becomes a pain in the butt sometimes. <laughs> That's awesome. So what about you? What, 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 what about you? What, what got you into the, the live streaming as well as what yeah. your rig, I know you did the, the rig show and tell video. Yeah. So I think, um, so live streaming originally, um, it started out of boredom. I mean, just be completely honest with you. I, I don't mean, I don't mean that to sound like I'm not busy. I try to stay extremely busy. Um, but it started from this place of when, when kind of, um, the original kind of stay at home orders kind of happened and we're all kind of squirreled away in the house um, to kind of back up a little bit. Uh, we had just moved over to our studios here um, right before that happened. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding. So like, as soon as I moved everything out of my house, like we, we were talking before we started um, and mm-hmm. I was kind of laughing because I'm like, I almost need to buy like a second mini rig to put in my house because I went to the far extreme of taking everything out of my house. So there would be no work in my house of, in, of any kind, um, just, just for my own health and well-being to make sure I, didn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't work from home um, and mm-hmm. force it into the studio. Um, so I'd just done that. And then as soon as I did that, it was like, oh, okay, everybody can't, you, everybody's working from home now. Uh, I have a day job. So I, I do, <laughs> I do that too. But when you're, when you're in a situation to where I have a studio um, I'm just getting it set up. Now I'm working from home. I'm I'm available during the day. I have kind of this section where I'm like, or this portion of my day where I'm like, you know, I could live stream. This would be a really good time to play with that. I can kind of figure out how that works. I'd never really played with live streaming and restreaming this and doing that and connecting to this and doing all the different from that aspect of it. Um, so that's really what, what drew me into it um, was just this, just wanting to try it. 
I just really wanted to try it and explore it and just kind of see how that, how that went. And it's fun. I haven't been live streaming lately um, other than doing kind of like smaller live events and doing little things like this. Um, but as far as just like going like full broadcast live stream, it's not something that I've been doing just, just as again, we were, we probably chatted too much before we started, but <laughs> because we covered some of it, <laughs> I should have hit record. Oh, man. See, I, I forgot the first lesson yeah. of podcasting, record everything from yeah, the record beginning. Record everything. <laughs> man, Jay's but like, it, nah, it was, it was, it was that, that, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was that. Um, as far as the rig goes, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go back. I'll go back to like the, the, um, the stone age of my podcasting career, which was November of 2019, which is years. I'm just hundreds of years in podcasting years. Um, I'd actually, I've toted around this little Yamaha audio interface that I'd had forever. I'm, I've played music for most of my life. I've always had some means of recording something. It seems like, you know, um, and then, so when, when the podcast first started, that's what the first several episodes of the podcast were recorded through, um, was through that, um, and an MXL ribbon mic, um, and just, just that, just that, just, just running through that straight into my, uh, straight into my, my old, my old MacBook here, the old MacBook. And, uh, that was it to start with. Then that kind of grew and I've moved into the Scarlet as well. So I went up, I don't remember what the, what the number is, the I-18, whatever, 18, um, Scarlet, one of, one of the, not the largest one, but kind of mid-grade Scarlet, um, audio interface. Uh, and then obviously just through that, just acquiring various pieces of, of things, you know, I've got, I've got a board and a couple other things for, you know, for when needed or for when I'm doing music or other things like that. Cause we, we record some music and play with stuff like that too here. Um, but yeah, just, if you kind of look at my overall rig, uh, it's the Shure SM7B for my guest mics. I still use MXLs because, um, I, I want to transition to using these everywhere. I don't want to buy like five of these cause they're, they're these, <laughs> at least, at least, yeah, I want one for home. That's what, I'm, that's what I was talking about the at home rig. I want, I want one of these at home too. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's basically how I run and I, I run, I'm kind of pointing cause I'm kind of tracing everything backwards as we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I'm set up for guests here as well. So I've got a couple mics, um, that are kind of permanently set up here. I've got headphone mixer, kind of all that stuff. Um, I use some Mackie studio reference monitors for like when I'm mixing and doing things like that as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my, my basic setup and I've got little bits and pieces that kind of go beyond podcasting, but, um, the problem with the rig and again, some of what we were chatting about is it's never ending because that's where I was looking at now. I'm like, Oh, the, the rack mount Scarlet looks really cool with like a bazillion, you know, like a bazillion inputs on. I think I'm going to want to buy that. And I want to buy this rack mount preamp. And so I can buy this massive rack to put in the corner on wheels and mount the board <laughs> to the top of it. <laughs> yeah. My audio nerd and like my, my live, my, my live sound nerd starts to come out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how I started there and kind of what my, what my rig kind of looks like at the moment. Nice. Nice. Yeah. The one thing that I would, that I would offer up to people because I'm always, um, it's something about podcasting as podcasters. It seems like we're always encouraging other folks to start podcasting. I really, I really love telling people to start podcasting and I hope that they do because it's such a, uh, such a great experience. Uh-oh. Um, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Can, 
Sorry, I thought I lost you there for a second. It looked like he was asleep for half a second there, I have to admit. Yeah, I was like, man, I put you to sleep, Pedro. Man, oh, man. But so it's it's something about podcasters that we want to grow the community of podcasters, right? Even though there's like a bazillion podcasts, we, we want more. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I love producing content, but I love consuming really good podcasts, too. So I'm, I'm always hoping that people make really cool stuff. Um, and that's the piece of advice that I think, I mean, most of us say that a bunch, but you don't need all of this crap to start podcasting. And that's why I share that kind of first audio interface. You don't even need that. There's some really high quality USB mics that need nothing. I, you know, I'm the person that'll tell you not to go towards like the little blue Yeti thing. There's other ones that are better. There's other <laughs> things that you can pick up out there. You know, that's funny um, that you say that. that because- no, not to cut you, you off. got one yeah yeah that's what I, I you know after my you know because again when i started my podcast back in 2019 it was not called the x factor safety it was called the safety guy rundown and it only had three yeah. episodes and they would you know that that was with some headphones my phone recording directly in the pod bean and i put those out yep. there for the world to listen to and then I said, "Nope, not you can do record it straight on your phone." Yeah, mm-hmm. there's all there's all kinds of ways you can do it. I mean, I think that's that's probably the the you're only limited by that, right? I mean, that was the harder part for me was just convincing myself to actually like to commit to it, right? Because that's the harder part is it, it is a commitment, right? I, I, most most shows don't make it past however many episodes, whatever that statistic is. I you think know, it's, it's, 14, it's very few. It's what- it's yeah, 14, it's 14 like that, episodes. Yeah. yeah. Don't very, don't make it past. Yeah, 14 that, episodes. So I, I knew that when I started and that's actually when we, so we just had the 100th episode and we actually had it, had it with, with Dr. J Allen here. And mm-hmm. that's what I was sharing is that that was the first thing I did is I recorded like 15 episodes <laughs> to, to make sure I would go past the 14 number. Right. Yeah, yeah definitely. I had, I had like 15 episodes already in, already in the barrel, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so that way you, you but, stuck uh, with it and you, you know, put uh, one out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was there. I was like, okay, at least I'll beat that statistic. <laughs> Even if I quit after these, at least I'll, I'll beat 15. <laughs> but i think that's it there's that's what's what's really cool to me i mean there's so many ways that you can record this stuff you don't have to be some audio nerd like many of us are many of us become like you don't have to uh you don't have to pour yourself into you know into that stuff you don't have to uh put yourself in the poorhouse like many of us do buying all kinds of cool nerd toys that we like to buy and (laughs) kind of all the other stuff um, you know, you can get into this, like I said, recording it straight onto your phone. I mean, there's mm-hmm. even, even mics for your phone that you can connect right up to your phone and record a podcast. There's USB mics, you know, I, I pick on the, on the, like the little Yeti. I mean, it, 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 it is picking on it. Uh, but those, they're not horrible. Like you can, you can go pick one of those up. You can, I think they sell them at Walmart, right? You can go pick them up at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, there's, there's one USB mic I seen in Walmart the other day. I can't remember what it was. Um, you can swing by uh, any of those places. Amazon has a lot of options for equipment. You know, there's there's yeah. a lot of a lot of really good choices. Um, yeah, and there's, just getting started. Uh, I think know, that's usually the, where I get. Yeah, getting started is is and you 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 hit the nail on the head. Is just getting started is, you know, the biggest feat of all. Because well, once you get started, then you start getting. I don't want to say addicted, but you you. you you know, you know, you want to continue to put out content and you start to get better. And then you go back and you listen to your episodes 
and, you know, episode one to episode 50, how you've grown over, you know, that time and then being able to right. teach other things and, and not teach, but learn other things like audio mixing. And, you know, to Amy uh, comment, you don't have to learn, you know, mixing. Um, Cause again, we, I learned on the fly. I learned how to mix it down and my mixes still are crap sometimes, <laughs> but again, it's, it's authenticity of, of who you are and learning how to mix professionally and make it sound good. Cause that's really, what it boils down yeah. to when somebody's listening to a podcast, if you have crap audio, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. Now, so that was some of that was my bad because I I didn't have the chat box box open. I didn't realize there was chat. I start talking. I'm just listening to my own self kind of <laughs> keep going here. If you're not. So, so one of the downsides of podcasting, you kind of become, become caught up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, caught, up caught up in the conversation. Yes. Yeah, so I think, yeah. 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 I think that, um, uh, I think that is that is a really good kind of comment. Let me scroll back up there. So learning to mix for me, I kind of grew up in 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 this space of, of of audio and all those things. I grew up. Um, I say I grew up because I did grow up playing music. I grew up playing in a bar band when I was like fourteen through high school. You know, kind of semi-pro, making a little bit of cash. You know, that was that was my that was my job throughout my uh, formative years. Was uh, like the the kid that had the big like black X on their hand, like do not give booze, playing music <laughs> <laughs> in the bar and toting around equipment and you know doing all that stuff. Um, but so I think that would be the one thing to say about mixing is you do, you do just kind of figure it out. You you kind of uh, you kind of do figure out what sounds good and what doesn't, and you just play with that. Um, I mean, the great thing about uh, vocal mixing, and I'm not trying to cut it cut it down, but vocal mixing is not quite as complex as trying to mix in 32 tracks of Audio, uh, instruments and everything. Especially if you're doing a solo conversation, that's just you, or if you have on a single guest. Um, uh, Jay had mentioned Adobe Audition again. Excellent, excellent choice there. Especially um, that's what I would say is the probably the harder part with mixing and figuring that stuff out is just figuring out the program that you're going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, the vast majority, I, I, the first, the first half of Hop Nerd's episodes um, were done in GarageBand. Easy. So let's just be honest. GarageBand is easy to use. So if you're if you're running a MacBook, and again, I'm not selling GarageBand here or anything. I, I don't use GarageBand. I'll just throw that out there too anymore. Um, but GarageBand is an excellent resource that's probably already on your Mac, right? If you do have a Mac, um, you can run with that. Um, I got Russo, and I know I'm. Uh, this is this is blasphemy in the world of audio and all those things, but I don't use Mac anymore. Um, <laughs> it's blasphemy, sacrilege. Right? Um, so as I, as I switched over, I've actually been using, and I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not selling this either, and it's not something that I, I won't say that I might not switch up, um, but I, I currently use Studio One Pro. Um, so I've been using Studio One for a while, and I like Studio One too. Um, so there's a lot of really good options for software and mixing and all those things. Um, mm-hmm. And the great thing is a lot of those take out, if you find a good one, there's a lot of kind of pre-programmed stuff out there. Again, you might have to do a little bit of tweaking, but it will almost, I don't want to say it'll do it for you, but they're pre-programmed. So like Studio One, a great example, you can pull up 
podcast. There's already there's already a template for podcasting in Studio One, and you know unless you want to start mm-hmm. from a blank slate, that that piece already kind of sets you up with a certain amount of channels that already have a certain amount of uh, certain amount of things on there that you would typically use for podcasting, um, like a deesser and a couple other things that are kind of already set up on your channels, uh, and then from there there's also a couple other channels there that are set up for your intro outro music, guest one guest two, so you just kind of plug in and start tinkering with it. Uh, it's it's definitely and and again Studio One not not tied to that, not married to that. Um, there's a lot of really good, a lot of really good options out there though. Yeah, no. And speaking of the first episodes, you know, you did in garage, man, I did in audacity, you know, uh, well, mm-hmm. I learned how to put an intro, put an outro, mix everything down to MP3 and then put it out there for the world to hear. Uh, and then I got yeah. turned on yeah. to audition and that's what I use now currently. And yeah. so let me, let me ask you that because I've, I've, Go. No, I was going to say, what, what's your what's your opinions on audition? I, I know we're not we're not reviewing stuff, but what do you how do you like it? Because I've I've never uh, I mean I've played with it, but I've stuck with Studio One so far. I'll say that. Yeah, no, I, I mean because I I like audition. It's very once you get the user interface and the presets and how everything runs, it just smooth to you know import all, all your yeah. sounds, all your audio. Uh, your intro, your outro, everything, and then you line it up the way you want to, mix it down to MP3, and again, it's how how you want it to sound. You know, you uh, right. put your right. background music, lower the levels. Um, you know, you can even sharpen the the everything to where it's within a certain you know loudness all the way around. Doesn't pass you know that six dB mark of you know. Mm-hmm. That way you're not blowing out your listeners' ears when, when they tune in. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and that's I think you hit, you hit a really good point though too. Is that um, for folks that uh, are kind of nervous, or I'm going to say nervous, for folks that are just getting started, um, a lot of times, um, unless something very bad happens, and it does, like we get gremlins, we get bugs. Um, I have this weird thing where sometimes I'll get this weird thing where my mic will just cut out. <laughs> or I have a bad cable, you know, that you get gremlins and bugs or you'll lose this or you'll lose that. Your computer will eat something. It happens. Um, but once you do a, uh, once you kind of build that template for your general episodes, it's kind of there, right? It's kind of there. You're not having to go in and recreate the wheel every single time, unless something really bad does happen. Right. And you're going, Oh God. Yeah. Because you kind of get everything set and then, you know, you have your intro, your outro stuff, um, I'm a little different. I don't, I don't pre-record like that, that, uh, I have a couple pieces, like if I'm, you know, certain things from like, you know, websites or, you know, for the books or certain things I might put in there that are pre-recorded, but like my intro, like I always, I always record those fresh. So other than just like the intro music and maybe a couple little, little pre-roll things that I might do, mm-hmm. like when, when I come in, like into the intro music, I'll, I always, I don't pre-record those. I, I do those fresh every time just because I, I don't know. It just, it'd probably save me an extra 20 minutes if I did. I just can't. I just, I just enjoy changing them every, every single time, you know? Um, but the, but once you do, like I said, once you do get those things kind of set, it's there, you know, it's there. You're recording that stuff, you know, whatever the content is, or you're recording with somebody and then inserting it into that. And, you know, it's, it goes from the initial process of, 
sitting down to mix out or mix down a, a, um, an episode, the first time you do it, it'll probably be awful because it'll feel like it'll take you like all day. Right. And then by the time you do it the second and third time, you have it down to doing it in like five or 10 minutes. <laughs> like you just like, you just be able to churn them out pretty quick if you need to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. The first time that you mix down that very first episode and you play it back and you're like, Oh, you forgot to put the levels in correctly. Or you forgot to, you know, take out something and it's, um, you know, and, and, and you, you also brought up a good point. So why did you decide instead of having like a pre-recorded intro outro, why did you go with actually doing like a live intro to where you actually record every time? It just, it just felt more, more natural, I guess for me. So like, um, when you listen to, to my podcast and you kind of get that hello, howdy, hi, and then that kind of role that goes into it changes. Sometimes, sometimes I'll plug social media stuff. Sometimes I won't, you know, the websites, whatever, you know, talk about all that just is something that I kind of developed after recording them over and over and over. I, I mumble that stuff in my sleep. Like my, my partner kind of like pokes me like, you're not on the podcast. Like, what are you talking about? Hello, howdy. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just kind of, you just kind of do that enough to where um, for me, you just, I don't know. It, it was just that it just felt more natural because when that intro music hits, I'll change where I kind of start. I might stretch it out a little bit. It's just a little different. It, it's, it doesn't, I just didn't want it to be canned. Right. I didn't want to just have that canned intro response and then kind of cut in something else. Um, it was worth, for me, it was worth the, um, worth the uniqueness of each one to mm-hmm. spend the, the two seconds, really, however long the actual time is to record it um, there. So, uh, because I'm, you know, either way, I'm going to, uh, either way, I'm going to have to record an intro. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really even easier. So here, here, I'll insert an element of laziness here. So here you go. Um, everyone, I share this constantly. I'm lazy. I don't, I don't like to cut and edit crap. <laughs> I'd rather Same not if I, can, if I can avoid it. Um, so that's one less thing that I have to try to slice it and make sound natural too. Right. I can just start from the intro music, roll through my intro. Most of my intros, you can, I don't seek perfection in those things. That's why when I'll start down that path, a lot of times, if I mess up, I won't stop. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that was stupid. Can you believe what I said? And then just keep going, you know, <laughs> and just roll into whatever. Um, again, back to that point of things just sounding, uh, it's not sounding natural. It just is natural, I guess, at that point. Um, people stumble words in conversations, and why not stumble them in podcasts, too? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, so, definitely. Uh, it's, it's, um, that's some of, I think, the harder part. That was some of the hard part for me. And I think that's probably some of the harder part for a lot of uh, podcasters or people that do anything in this space is that, uh, or anything that you do creatively, is that oftentimes we go down the path of seeking perfection, and perfection is really not the answer. So the first episode you do, you like record it and you throw it in the trash and then you record another and you throw it in the trash and then you edit it 14 times and then you throw it in the trash and it goes, not good enough, throw it in the trash. And then eventually you do that enough where you get frustrated and you put something out, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
after that exercise over and over, you eventually realize that people don't want perfection. They, they, they just want you to have a real conversation with them and they don't care if you mispronounce a word and they really don't care if you stumble over a word or and you go, oh, can you believe I said that? Right. They don't, they don't, they don't mind that. And, and, and I think about when um, it's not even that they don't mind it because I think about when I listen to other podcasts, I'll, I almost appreciate that because it's more real. Mm-hmm. And that's even going back to talking about starting from the beginning and just talking. It's just real. And I, I appreciate that realness. And I feel that others do too. Yeah, no, it's very authentic. And, and you know, I, I want to, um, and I think I might now after we're having this conversation, start recording, you know, intros for everybody that, that comes on, but I have a pre-recorded, you know, intro, outro, yeah. you know, and then I, I, what I do is I let the intro music play just a little bit longer. So that way, right when it starts on cue, it's into the conversation. You got your, um, yeah, you can bridge that. Yeah, bridge that. But, but again, you know, it would be nice to, uh, you know, have that, like you said, uniqueness, that authenticity uh, mm-hmm. to have a complete intro for a new episode. Right. So how do you vet your guest? So, um, <laughs> it's funny and, uh, uh yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, ins- there's, that, that's, got, that's, a, that's an inside, wait. that's an inside joke right now. And there's, there's one person that's on mute that's laughing right now, <laughs> but, um, so I, I often don't, let me, let me put it that way. Um, I usually don't, um, and I haven't run into any problems yet. Uh, of having to not air an episode or running into any issues with any real, real, uh, I don't even want to say duds, um, but just running into anything where it's not been, been, been good. Um, mm-hmm. When I did, it was probably earlier on when I first started interviewing because I, I was horrible at interviewing. That was my bad. That wasn't really, you know, you learn to interview people by interviewing people and doing that a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn to kind of, how to um, kind of start those conversations, pull out that information, I think, from folks um, just by doing it more. Um, so I've never really had to to vet guests so much. Um, when it comes down to actually like obtaining guests, uh, that part's actually was, was always surprised me with how easy that's been. Um, I don't I don't know how I don't know how it's been for you with guests, but um, I would say at least half of the people that have been on my, uh, on the hot nerd um, have reached out to me to be on the podcast. Um, a good portion of them, at least. I mean, like, Hey, you want to come on your podcast? <laughs> like, actually I do. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> you know? um, so, and I say that because when I first started this kind of looking back on stuff that I would have told myself when I first started, when I first started this, I, my fear was that I would run out of content. Um, I think that's probably a a fear that most folks have when they start doing anything that requires content, right? They're probably afraid they're going to run out of content. Um, But the crazy thing is, is that it's, that's pretty much impossible because even if you run out of guests, you have a mouth and you have thoughts and you can create content, right? (laughs) So it's uh, right. And, but, and so, and, but where I'm going with that is there's still no, there's no lack of guests, in, in, in this there's interesting people by the thousands right just in our little space of safety and human and organizational performance i mean folks that are kind of in 
kind of the, the, the sphere around that, that are all great to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I've, uh, you know, I think about the folks that I've talked to, uh, you think about the folks that you've, you've interviewed. Um, if we even combined ours, plus all the amazing folks that, doc, that Dr. J Allen here has, has talked to, um, between all of us, we've, we've probably still only barely even scratched the surface on the interesting folks that are out there to talk to. Right. So yeah, um, I think the really, the really cool part is, is that there's, there's an, a massive amount of great folks out there to talk to. Um, many of them will come to you. Uh, and then, you know, I, I do outreach about once a month where I'm like, Hey, this person is somebody that's on my radar that I definitely want to have on. And this person mm -hmm. is definitely on my radar, the person that I want to have on. And I'll just kind of cold call, reach out to them. Um, and like, seriously, like, like one hour out of one day out of each month, I'll sit down and kind of browse like through LinkedIn and through stuff and kind of like this person, this person, this person, this person, <laughs> and just go copy and paste like this kind of block letter out to each of them, <laughs> you know, um, pro tip. I, I use Calendarly. I don't, I don't know what, if you use any type of booking software or anything like that. Um, and I'm sure there's probably no, other better cool. ones out there, but nope. I, I use Calendarly. Um, and I'll send them, I'll send them the link to book a meeting through Calendarly. And I already have my time set up to where, you know, I'm available during these times and they can book their own time that works best for them. And then it's on the calendar and we, we just, we just kind of do it, you know, and that works really well for me because, um, a lot of the folks that I actually, the majority of the folks that I speak with are not in the United States. Um, I have a lot of interviews, um, with my, with my Brisbane fam and with those folks, um, and a lot of folks in the UK right now that I'm in scheduling coming up. Um, so, uh, mm -hmm. I never, I never thought about this until I started interviewing people. Um, but <laughs> trying to calculate time zones and all those different things, you don't think about, oh my God. Until you have to do oh it. Oh my God. And if you use something like calendarly, you don't have to worry about it. It does it for you. <laughs> so. it, no, it, it, exactly. And, and that right there, you know, cause I've had a few uh, guests that were from, you know, overseas and it it's calculating the you know five or six hours whatever it is over there um you know i've missed one guess completely like two or three times just because of an hour time difference that i thought it was and uh coming and, and it's just it's crazy that you know and like you said use calendarly i i use an old school actual planner that i write so in pencil yeah yeah so i i uh it's funny because we're, we're kind of getting into this piece of it too but um so i use both i use calendarly for like the booking setup and i use my outlet calendar a ton but when it comes down mm -hmm. to like i'm i'm old school too so i get this question around you know where do i um i get this question around where do i get the the extra hours in my day from <laughs> A lot of times, because I, I stick my hands on a lot of stuff. I, I like to, I'm just, it's just who I am. I just really like to stay moving. I don't, I don't like to stop. Um, but those hours come from using that old school planner. So every single night I sit down and I plan my next day. And I'm not saying it always happens, right? But to your point, like mm -hmm. if I don't put it in that planner, I'll forget about it. So um, like I, to your point, you know, we're talking, we're talking about guests. I've got, I've got guests coming up um, several over the next couple of days and I, I doodle them in that calendar. And then from those times, I kind of build out everything around that, you know, and I, I plug in specific times where, you know, this is the time that I'm writing. This is the time that I'm 
doing this. This is the time that I'm going to work on this piece and the time that I'm going to work on that piece. And that's the only way that I can, that I can make those things happen and, and squeeze the extra time kind of in those days by being hyper-efficient and planning it. Um, I really like to sit down and kind of think about what, so tonight when I get home, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll fill that thing out and I'll kind of think about what would my perfect day look like tomorrow. And if I can get like, eat like 70, even 60% perfect day, that's really good. <laughs> like I'll take that. I'll take that hands down. But so that, that just kind of, that kind of reminded me of that when you're talking old school calendar, old school planner, because I use kind of, kind of all the above. <laughs> I use a little bit yeah, of all you merge of them together. Yeah. Yeah. But so the reason why I started you know, using calendar, and, and, you know, go ahead. No, and I was gonna say just using the 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 planner, it um, you know I gotta I gotta bring myself up to the times to be able to use something like that, like a you know Calendarly or something something that I can put a calendar out and send them the link to my calendar, and that way they can book their own. Because again, doing live streams as well as booking guests for the podcast, um, you know, I don't want any times to cross. I don't want to lose anybody. So I would, I would, I would throw that out there again. Not, not, uh, I have no affiliation with Calendarly. I don't get nothing from them in any way, shape or form. <laughs> It'd be nice if I did. And I could just, <laughs> but, um, I've just found it to be handy for that, that reason that you just said. So with booking guests, um, plus you, 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 you kind of talk to talk about being efficient. You just kind of lose this back and forth about, okay, what time works best for you? No, 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 no. What time works? What time works? But no, what time works best for you? You know, uh, well, what's your time difference? Where are you located? What's your, you know? And then, like you said, if we're, if we're talking in, um, there's several different time zones in Australia, obviously. So again, I'm just kind of picking on my, my Australian folks down there. Um, you have to know which time zone they're in, in Australia. And either way it's tomorrow, right? So right now is tomorrow. And <laughs> um and so you know going going through um going through that um it's easier to be able to send that link and so that's that's why i like it is because you kind of set up the times that you're available for your podcast or your live streams and you say this is the times that i'm available and they can click on that link they go in and they book one of those times right and then you'll get the uh you'll get an email that says hey somebody booked this at this time and it'll do all of the time zone calculation equation for you. You don't, you don't have to deal with it because the reason why I started it, cause I mess it up a bunch. I promise you I, I mess it up cause I've done it a bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's today. Oh no, it's tomorrow here. Right? No. So I can't. <laughs> so what would you say? Uh, what would you say Pedro is, um, where do you get your ideas from? Let me let, let's let's um, let's dive down that while we got a few minutes here, um, because you do cool stuff, and I think I think that's this is a question that I think is really really interesting to ask folks is where do you come up with the ideas for? Um, you've done some live streams on some really cool things, right? I mean you're you're not uh, you're not just doing you know um, you're not you're not just you know coming up with something and just just randomly talking. I mean you're coming up with really cool ideas and inviting folks on to talk about very specific things and it's just cool. So where, where do you, where do you kind of come up with those ideas from? When I have the guest on for the live stream and we try to plan it out and, and, you know, same as plug here to you, Sam, cause I, I took some advice from you on, you know, on how to market those types of live streams. So that way, one, you get good engagement, you get good people coming 
but really I, I, when I, you know, not vet the guests, but when I ask the guests, Hey, what is it that you want to talk about? Cause I don't, again, I have the platform. I have the live stream. I'm letting them use their voice to go ahead and, you know, put it out there, put their content out there, their message out there. So I asked them, what do you want to talk about? You know, whether it's HR, whether it's, you know, like the one that I had with, um, with Sam Hawkins, you know, DOT guy. Um, we ended up talking about DOT, talking about his books uh, coming up that are going to be about HR. I had Brittany uh, Linhart, work culture consultant, you know, yeah, I've seen things because she was in the military, just like I was. Those types of things, just trying to find the common commonalities between each other and seeing where we can bridge gaps to make life better for everybody. Bring enough value, bring enough content to the listeners, the viewers, so that way they can come back and say, "Hey, that was really good information." Well, how cool was that one? I thought it was absolutely fun. It's always a blast to get to hang out with Pedro, with Jay. Um, we had some awesome people on. Uh, I had to cut, there was like an hour long Q and a session. So I kind of had to sort of cut that out because it would make this like a two and a half hour long episode. And I didn't want to give you a two parter, but if that's something that we're interested in, let me know. I'll gladly, uh, gladly share some of those, that Q and a session at another time. So maybe we will break it out into a two parter, but I gave you the main content of our conversation there. So that's all I've got. I hope you liked it. I know it was a little different, but you know what? I think you liked it. I'm pretty sure you loved it, and I'm pretty sure you gotta have more of it. Right? Right. So until next time, it's Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hop Nerd Podcast is brought to you by Hop University. Head on over to hopuniversity.org. That's hopuniversity.org. We offer on-demand and in-person hop training, speaking engagements, one-on-one coaching for safety professionals, and consultation to organizations for all things safety better. Again, head over to hopuniversity.org.